0: They can't be
1: hackers. Packers. No. Are you crazy? You're listening to Cheese and Packers, a project powered by the Packernet Podcast Network, giving you a bonus episode today. I'm your host, JJ Leahy. Check me out on Twitter at JJ Leahy. That's L-A-H-E-Y. Shoot me a message, talk football, ask questions for the show. We also have a phone number you can text or call. That number is 231-714-4195. Sending questions for the show. Uh, really like when I get a voicemail that we can play on here. I think that's a lot of fun. You can be part of the show, too, that way. We're going to talk about uh, some of the latest news with the Packers. And I guess we can start with the Devontae Adams thing. Devontae is finally talking. He's not saying a ton, but he's talking about uh, what went down with him leaving Green Bay. Got a little goofy at one point, though. Uh, when he's comparing Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers. And the quote is, as far as talent and ability, it's real similar if I'm keeping it real. And Matt on Twitter, at MGD1084, was quick with the reply. And as far as attractiveness, Ryan Reynolds and I are really similar if we're keeping it real. Um, look, he's he's got to talk up his current QB. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you what you got to do. And I, I don't hate on Derek Carr. I think he's a totally fine and somewhat underrated quarterback. Top 15, top 12 um, quarterback in the NFL, no question. Um, but he's not. <laughs> uh, I, I can't imagine Aaron super loved hearing that comment. Oh, yeah. As far as talent and ability, Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers, really similar per Devontae Adams. Just kind of a wild suggestion. But he did talk about uh, the process of leaving Green Bay. So I guess the the question is cropped out here, but I guess the question was if he had talked to Aaron uh, through the process of leaving. Here's the quote. Oh, yeah, we've talked multiple times. We talked throughout the whole process, too, and he was aware of where I stood, and I was aware of where he stood. We had talks just like what he said the other day. He mentioned we had talks about his future and what he thinks his duration in Green Bay or just football in general would look like. And that played into my decision as well. Because where I am in my career, and this isn't a shot at anybody, any other quarterbacks in Green Bay, I love Jordan Love especially. He's a great guy. I got aspirations of doing really, really big things and being remembered. And it just wasn't really a point in my career that I was willing to sacrifice Aaron not being there after a year or two. So my decision was to be here, and he respected that. He understood that it has a lot to do with where I want to raise my kids, my family, being closer to home. We've had a lot of good talks, man. He understands where I'm coming from. I understood where he was coming from, so we just kind of left it at that. Interesting. Now the uh, comment in question that he's referring to... um, about Aaron's comments a couple days ago. Here's the quote from Aaron Rodgers uh, responding to a question from Pete Doherty. Uh, the question was whether Rodgers was taken aback, quote, when Devontae told him he wanted to leave the Packers. We had some really honest conversations about my future here and how long I wanted to play and his own thoughts about his future and where he wanted to play. Again, this is Rodgers talking about Devontae. Where he wanted to live and raise his family, the team obviously stepped up and made a competitive, or even more compelling offer. Ultimately, Devonte thought it was best for him and his family to be in Vegas, so that was tough for sure. But I love Tay and love our connection. I'm a little biased, but it's hard to think of a better player I've played with. He had a chance to be, he had a chance to be the all-time record in a lot of categories at receiver for us. I thought that might be a little nugget that would kind of keep him here. But Tay made a decision that he thought was in the best decision was in the best decision for him and his family, and I can't fault him for that at all. It's the problem when you get these verbatim quotes because people talk in weird half sentences and have pauses and stuff, and it just doesn't translate. you got you got to paraphrase a little bit, I think, when you write some of this stuff. But So there's a lot of different directions you can take this. I think the uh, most, most um, common way to take this is well Devonte wasn't sure how long aaron was going to be here and aaron couldn't give him any assurances that he would be here past 2022 and maybe 2023 and that's something we kind of already knew all right mark murphy said it aaron Rodgers said the other day that it's really it's a one-year commitment and they'll reevaluate after that uh mark murphy said that's a They're on a year-to-year basis with him. I I think that's just where things are at, and I thought Devontae would just go where the money was, but he seems to think that he's going to have the chance to build more of a legacy with Derek Carr, who's going to be, you know, uh, seemingly going to be around for a while. The interesting thing there is that the Raiders have tried to move on from Derek Carr. They've had interest in moving on from him. You would think now that Devonte is here and the, and Devonte saying the reason I'm here is because of Derek, that they won't be trying to move on from him <laughs> again. So maybe this is some job security for Carr. Uh, but we'll see. You know, you got a new regime uh, there in Vegas, uh, new GM, new uh, head coach. Um, owner is not fond of Derek. Uh, they're they're on opposite ends of the political spectrum and. Uh, The guy who signs the paychecks is uh, miffed about some of the stuff that uh, his employee says. So I I, I do have questions about how long Derek is going to be there. But, you know, Devontae being there, you would think maybe locks him down long term. Uh, We'll see. I I think this is definitely going to be an interesting year for the Raiders because if the offense is struggling... And you have Devontae there, and you have Hunter Renfro and um, Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs. If the offense is struggling, I have to imagine, fairly or unfairly, that the hammer is going to come down on Derek Carr's head. But um, but as far as it relates for the Packers, obviously it's not great that you have you know one of the best players in franchise history turning down a really lucrative offer to play for slightly less money at a team that I would consider a far worse franchise. It's not great. It's also understandable. There's clearly a lot of things going on there. Uh, we know that uh, Devontae's family lives out there and they have a hard time making it to games in Green Bay. So the, uh, when I say his family, I mean his parents. Um, and we know that he grew up a Raiders fan. Obviously, Derek Carr is there. Obviously, Vegas is a much more fun and exciting place to go be a superstar wide receiver than Green Bay, Wisconsin is. But it's something to keep an eye on. One player does not make a trend. I, I don't think there's anybody else that you would point to as being a um, a concerning sign. There, There's... Maybe some little things, you know. There, there is the Aaron Rodgers stuff that happened last year. We have a resolution to that. He seems to be super happy now at this point, but a bridge was burned in there with Devontae at some point. We do know that you know a year ago he was uh, reportedly really frustrated with how the um, contract extension talks were going but we you know there's a lot of information in there that we're not pretty privy to we don't know if he was asking for a trade a year ago and they weren't granting it we don't we don't have any idea of that I tend to think that's not the case otherwise why would he have played the seasons sitting out there is some other uh, Raiders news uh, which is interesting just because we're looking at the changing landscape of the NFL. The Raiders handed a new deal to Hunter Renfro, Uh, two years, $32 million, 16 a year, obviously $21 million guaranteed. Um, Not a ton of money, not a super great wide receiver. Uh, Cooper cup. On the other hand, got a, a fantastic, or I should say, gave a fantastic hometown deal to the Raiders to, or the Rams, sorry, to stick around. Uh, that one uh, didn't surprise me, but, you know, as someone who is, you know, rooting against the Rams, it was disappointing. So he got $22 bucks a year. That's a fantastic deal for a guy who played at his caliber <laughs> last year. Um, obviously, the first time he has been that good, but no reason to think he's going to regress. So it's an eighty million dollar extension because he had thirty million bucks left on his previous deal. The um, the the Rams had to redo a couple guys and hand out some money. Uh, you know, Aaron Donald was threatening threatening to retire, and they took him from what forty five million bucks over the next three years to hundred million bucks over the next three years. Pretty crazy. I mean, that's that's quarterback money but i just found the cooper cup and hunter renfro deals a little interesting because it kind of feels like the wide receiver market has maybe cooled off a little bit you know it's just a few months few months ago that christian kirk got 18 million dollars a year christian freaking kirk who's never done anything in his entire career has not been a very good football player outside of stretches here or there Hunter Renfro uh, is on a similar tier to Christian Kirk. I think I probably would have put Renfro slightly above Kirk, and he's making two million bucks a year less than Kirk. You know, obviously there's a little bit of a difference when you're talking free agency versus, um, you know, extending a guy who's currently on your team, which is what happened in these last two. But twenty-two for um, cup is pretty good. You know, and you look at uh, so. Devontae is making 28 a year average, pretty good money. Cooper Cup, not quite as good as Devontae Adams, but I think had a better season than Adams did last year. Uh, he had the the best fantasy season um, of any non-quarterback in the last like, 15 years, something like that. But the point is that 22 versus $28 million, that's – you know, a different tier for guys who are maybe not really in different tiers talent wise. I think they're they're in very similar tiers talent wise, uh, and and would have expected them to get more. More importantly, would have expected them to get paid very similarly. So, just have to wonder if the wide receiver market is cooling off a bit. Um, there's there's not a ton of guys out there in free agency that you know, you would think the Packers could bring in if they were wanting to do that. I'm not saying that they do want to. I'm not saying there's even a roster spot available. But if Julio is looking for a team, I just don't know that he's going to be getting anywhere near the kind of money that he has been looking for. Uh, All right, getting into some Packer news. Actually, I should take an ad break right here, and then we're going to do Packer news, talk about um, minicamp and how that's all going. Via Rob Demoski, the Packers canceled their Thursday minicamp practice. That was the final practice of minicamp. He notes that they have done this uh, in the past. I don't remember if they did it last year or the year before, but I think it was last year. And they went and had a big paintball tournament. And that's what they did again this year. We got to see some... uh, Fun pictures, uh, Kurt Benkert, I think Sammy Watkins, I forget who else was posting pictures. But it looked like a good time. In the past, they split it up offense, defense, so I would have to imagine that that's what they did this year as well. Uh, Just a fun team-building event. Um, You like to see that. You like to see them getting along and having a good time. Speaking of getting along and having a good time, (laughs) uh, Adrian Amos was talking about the DB room. And he's talking about, like, you know, if you want to see the most high-energy, fun, weird room on this team, it's the DBs. And, like, mid-sentence, Jair comes flying in from the side. Uh, and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And he's, like, breaking up the press conference and leans into the mic like he's going to say something. And then just turns around and walks away without saying anything. Uh, so they, they like to have a good time in there. They're a bunch of goofballs. High-energy, um... A lot of attitude. That's exactly what you want to see from your uh, DBs. And you like to see that they get a, get along and have fun together. I think it's going to be a lot of fun watching this room this year. <sighs> the whole defense has a fun, chippy attitude. They've been, in in minicamp, they've been uh, breaking their practice with a, a, a bulldog chant, you know, because they got so many Georgia Bulldogs on this defense now. So I think they're really leaning into the Green Bay Bulldogs defense uh, mindset, mentality, and joking around about that. And I got to tell you, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. I saw that defense the last two years. I would like some of that. Yes, please. It's fun that we have three first-round defenders from the same defense uh, on our team. Love that. Uh, love the chemistry they had. and I think Ryan made the point a while ago. These young guys coming in here, you know, and this extends to Eric Stokes as well, they don't have any history of playing for a bad defense. like they, they, they don't come in here with, oh uh, well, you know, we know what the Packers defense really is and how you know you'll, you can get excited about it from time to time, but it always slumps and and fails and is no good. They don't have any of that. You got two of these guys coming off of a national championship. And they're going to go play with a former teammate who played on a really good defense last year. You also got uh, guys like Rashawn Gary and uh, and Jair Alexander who are pumped, full of energy, uh, leaders, really hungry, really want to win. They're coming into a fantastic environment, and you just you don't have a ton of holdovers from like bad times. You got these young guys in there. You got Joe Barry who's. Super charismatic, has tons of energy. You got young leaders on the team, like like again, like Rashawn. I I just I can't pump Rashawn up enough because he really is, you know, the new face of the defense for me. And uh, and I, I love his passion, love his excitement and his enthusiasm. And man, I I gotta imagine these young players are really excited to go play for Rashawn. <laughs> who wouldn't be when you got a guy who leads by example like that who uh, leads with all that energy and effort. And, you know, he's the first guy in, last guy out, working harder than anybody else. And he's the one getting in your face and holding you accountable. Man, I love it. And, uh, and I've said before, but uh, watching him, you know, be a leader at Michigan, a team that I really hate, <laughs> uh, I I had nothing but admiration for him. He, he was uh, really dynamic and loyal and motivated and charismatic. And I I loved that even back then as much as I hated his team. (laughs) So other news, uh, Mason Crosby is rehabbing something right now. Not really sure what's going on, but he, he missed one day of practice and our backup kicker, Dominic, um, Eberl, I don't know how you say the guy's name. I've never heard his name pronounced, but Dominic Eberl was doing all the kicking. It's still weird to me that J.J. Molson got let go. That was was just, I didn't see that coming at all. I thought we were going to have J.J. for a while. But they moved on from J.J., and they're sticking with Dominic. So Dominic did all the kicking on Wednesday, and then Mason... Uh, was not spotted. And then on on Thursday he was on an exercise bike. So not great. Uh, Also, Eric Stokes um, was not visible. Not sure where he is, if he's hurt, if he was excused absence, didn't hear anything about that. Keyshawn Nixon was next man up, uh, filling his spot on the, on the boundary on the uh, right cornerback. Nice to see. Uh, I'm telling you guys, don't don't sleep on Keyshawn Nixon. I, I think that there's something real here. Um, I've been really intrigued by him ever since we picked him up. It seemed like more than just a little nothing signing. This seemed like a real dude. And, you know, he has potential in the slot. Um, he he's, has never historically played well on the boundary. But in the slot, he grades out really, really, really well. Really would not be surprised to see him, um, you know, kind of get Chandon Sullivan number of snaps for us. Uh, a note from Rob Domofsky. He says, It appears wide receiver Jawan Winfrey dropped out. What does that mean? I have no idea. There's no other context. Does it mean that he was practicing that day and then left? Does it mean I, mean, I haven't heard anything about him getting cut at all? Nothing. Just this one little nugget from Rob. It appears Juan Winfrey dropped out. Don't know what that means. There's so many different ways you could take that. Maybe maybe it's a football thing. <laughs> he dropped out of his coverage. You know, I, I don't even know. I just need more uh more context there. So Rasul's been getting moved around a bit. He lined up at as a slot corner, and then um, the day before that he was playing as a nickel. Uh, they're they're going to move guys around for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if they have a little bit of trouble figuring out where the best spot to put Rasul is because historically he has not been good in the slot. He's been much, much, much better on the boundary. So we'll see. I, I really think it's going to be um, Stokes and, Jir, uh, and Jair outside and and Rasul inside, but we'll see. The one thing I have never seen them... Try extensively is Stokes on the inside. He's done it a little bit, but um, I, and I don't I don't have any context for how good he did outside of a few snaps, but something to keep an eye on. David Bakhtiari still with the rehab group. Um, it is just mini camp. We're not in training camp yet, so it it is what it is. Uh, Alan Lazard still holding out. Um, here's the question that I have with. Lazard is what specifically is he asking for? Because, because I think there's two different theories you could run with. The first is obviously that he could want a new deal. All right. And and that makes a lot of sense. The other possibility with a second round tender, that nothing's guaranteed. And, you know, he, so he, you know, he, should Had he been drafted, he should have been able to hit free agency this year the same way that MVS did. Since he was undrafted and he's bounced around a couple teams, he was what an exclusive rights free agent uh, last year, and this year he's a restricted free agent. He doesn't have the freedom to go pick and choose a team and get big money and get guaranteed money. Maybe he's asking the team to guarantee his, his uh, salary for this year. I would lean toward he wants more money and more years. Um, Or maybe he just wants more money and no more years. That is also a possibility. We also don't know what the Packers are offering to him outside of the fact that they put a second-round tender on him. So we know they're at least willing to pay him that, which, if you're curious... So it looks like this year a second-round tender is just a shade under $4 bucks. It's $3.986 million. And the way this works is you put this tender on him. Uh, that's how much you have to pay him. He can sign it or he can not play. And if another team wants to sign Lazard, they have to give up a second-round pick to the Packers. So that's how that works. Packers decided that he is worth uh, to them. He's worth at least $4 million and that it's also worth it to them to get a second round pick if they're not going to have him. So, um, and then, but, but then if he sits out, Packers don't get anything, Lazard doesn't get anything either. So that's how that works. So right now he, the only leverage he has is to not show up to stuff. And so he's, um, you know, trying to get what he feels he's owed and, you can see where he would have some frustration at the fact that he should be hitting free agency and is not able to. And so, you know, this is, uh, you know, maybe him trying to get a little bit of that uh, guaranteed uh, money and just get some certainty about this season and beyond. The interesting thing, Lazard is older than I thought. You know, in my head, I think of Lazard as like 23, 24. Would you believe he is actually 26 years old? Kind of surprised me. He'll turn 27 before this season is over. His birthday is December 11th, if you're curious. And um, he's going to, you know... This next contract he signs, in all likelihood, is his one and only chance to get paid any big money. So... I, I can see where he would maybe not want to sign something today with the Packers because maybe you want one more year here of being the number one uh, with Devontae out and try to really cash in big and make a lot of money, you know, make a lot of money for yourself, you know, a year from now. But then you still would want that guaranteed money this year um, when you're trying to go all out since you're not doing a big deal now so uh, anyways just just something to think about and so if you're wondering in the back of your head about how much it would cost to sign Lazard to a, a big deal I, I think that the MVS contract is probably a comparable thing to look at so MVS got uh, depending on how you look at it, it was between 10 to 13 million bucks. He got eight and a half fully guaranteed. Uh, The structure of the contract is an interesting one because um, there's some protections built in for the Chiefs. Uh, He makes 8.2-ish in 2022. And then it, it depends on how he plays in year one, whether he actually gets the rest of that money. Uh, because it's really if he if he's only with them for one year, it's a one year nine million dollar deal and all all the guarantees are burned up. if he comes back after that, then it becomes a three year 30 million dollar contract. So interesting one uh, it's it's also much better than uh, what juju Smith schuster got. Which was one year three and a quarter million dollars, and and that I think is a little bit surprising that Juju is making less money than what Al Lazard is um, apparently uncomfortable with playing for. So where do you put Lazard's value? I I would have to say you put it in, somewhere in between Juju and MVS, and I think a lot of folks would probably put Juju on a higher tier than Lazard. So just interesting that they're both in situations where they kind of have to prove it to get more money. But in the meantime, Lazard is a little bit at risk of getting unseated in green Bay. Rogers and Jair are putting Christian Watson through the ringer. I think when you look at it, it seems like the plan is to maybe try and have Watson be your wide receiver one this year. Is that going to work? Is he going to be ready in time? Obviously, I'm skeptical of that. I think that it, you have to be skeptical of something like that with any rookie. But interesting that that seems to be what they're doing in minicamp, and you know you're you're reading tea leaves to try and read tea leaves in uh, minicamp. So we're we're gonna find so much more at uh, at training camp, and 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 remember just to take everything that happens with a grain of salt in terms of if Watson looks really bad or if another receiver looks really good. Just a reminder, it doesn't mean anything at all when it comes to how they're going to look in the regular season. By the way, one more note on Devontae Adams. He did confirm that the Packers offered him more money than the Raiders did, which we'd heard, but it's verified from the horse's mouth now. Um, I'm going to hit a second ad break real quick here and then wrap up with some more training camp notes.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Some Sammy Watkins storylines going on. Um, he's talking about um, the kind of lack of options that he had. Uh, you know, he wasn't getting offers in the off season, which is understandable. There were some big name players available. And understand that Sammy Watkins was really high on the list of guys that I was interested in bringing in for the price and talent. He was um, certainly top three for me. But he was talking about um, that he was sitting at home and and uh, putting on a lot of extra weight. And he does look a little on the thick side right now. But he was sitting at home, putting on some extra weight, feeling depressed, feeling, you know, starting to wonder if his career is over, and then finally decides to get out and go practice and get back in shape, and and then he gets a call from the Packers. And I didn't love the story. It was kind of weird. His, his agent said, like, hey, the Packers are interested in having you in for a workout, and uh, Sammy said something to the effect of, like, well, can I have a little bit of time? And his agent is like, no, you need to get your butt to Green Bay right now. I didn't love that story. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Uh, Reminds me a bit of um, whole Devin Funchess thing last year, where it seemed like Devin Funchess didn't super want to play football, was more interested in being on vacation. And and, and I'm not criticizing, you know, Sammy for, you know, like it, it sounds like he was admitting that he was dealing with some depression and stuff. And I'm, I totally get that. I've dealt with that myself. I'm, understand that that's not the point of what I'm talking about. The point of what I'm talking about is, I'm when when we're I'm not talking about him as a person, and I, I understand the importance of mental health, but in terms of trying to carve out a role for yourself on a new football team, when a bunch of other teams kind of aren't really you know, don't have any interest in you. And he's admitting that a big part of the problem with why he's not getting offers is that he's struggled to stay healthy recently. When I'm looking at it from a football perspective, it's not, not a great thing to hear about a guy who you're hoping is going to be a pretty big contributor for you this season. Now the the good thing for the Packers is that in total, the Sammy Watkins signing was Like, zero risk. We're giving him peanuts, no guaranteed money, nothing like that. If he comes in and and it works, fantastic. If it doesn't work, you're just out a player and you have an open roster spot. And a lot of people are still banging the table for Julio. You know, (laughs) is Julio the answer? Is Julio in a different place than uh, Sammy Watkins is? Uh, Impossible to say, for sure. But it sounds like Sammy is coming into things with a bit of a a chip on his shoulder, feeling like he has something to prove. And he certainly does have something to prove. If nobody else in the league is making you any offers, and then the Packers come in and lowball you, and you take it because you don't have any other options, you are looking at your probably your last chance in the NFL. He's got to show this year that he still has something in the tank, that he has more than what he showed in Baltimore last year. And he really views the injuries as being a big thing, and and he feels like he really needs to stay healthy this year, which would make sense, you know, uh, just putting into perspective a bit. And I, I know that he was there, you know, to some extent for – um, OTAs but it seemed like he missed maybe half of OTAs I don't really know The reporting on that is super murky but it would make sense if he's really trying to prioritize staying healthy that he's gonna not be in practice as much and stuff but okay well then what are you gonna be able to produce on the field I don't know uh, but Aaron Rodgers feels like Sammy has um, a big chip on his shoulder too and a lot to prove and, and Rogers says he likes that also though, um, you know Rogers has also talked about um, that uh, there's a lot of guys with potential on the team and what he wants is guys who have produced and he doesn't feel like that is necessarily here on this team. obviously not like throwing shade at Randall and and you know guys who were really productive in the past, but talking about like okay who was productive last year? Anybody on this team? Not really. That's kind of Aaron's point. A lot of potential, but he likes results, and he's not seeing guys uh, getting results. Uh, Let's see here. Punt returner. Romeo Dobbs, Randall Cobb, and Amari Rogers all getting um, shots there. And then Sean Davis getting reps at third safety. Vernon Scott and Ennis Gaines uh, seem to be behind Sean Davis currently uh, for third safety. I know Sean Davis was a dude, I think he was a 2020 UDFA, is that correct? Maybe 2021 UDFA, 2021 I think. And he was a a dude that like all the beat writers were just absolutely uh, super high on and thought that he was going to be, you know, this big time stud and, And then I want to say he got hurt and he was on the practice squad and all that. And, you know, we never really saw anything from him last year, but he's getting reps at uh, safety three now. So interesting. Uh, Mercedes Lewis is out there uh, doing work, leading uh, blocking drills with uh, other players. I would assume mostly tight ends, but uh, not sure. Other players mixed in there, too. It seems likely. But all the big highlights coming out of training camp are Aaron Rodgers to Christian Watson. A um, lot of passes that look good. A uh, lot of connections that should have been made that haven't been made. Um, he's starting to look good. I, I know it's just mini camp, But I'm... And, and, you know, it seems like two days ago we were talking about how he was really struggling. But... I I guess what I'm saying is he had a, a good practice <laughs> where he was doing really well against Jair and the uh, beat writers were all saying that Jair had excellent coverage. It wasn't like a, you know, J- time to panic about Jair. And uh, there was one note where Watson caught a pass on Jair, despite the fact that Jair had perfect coverage and Watson still uh, hauled it in somehow. And everybody was cheering and um, even Jair was clapping. So something you like to see. And then you got this idiotic quote. (laughs) Um, You'll see what I mean. Uh, I'm not criticizing Aaron for saying this, but (laughs) sometimes these guys just say stupid stuff. that just makes you laugh. Aaron Rodgers on second year offensive lineman Royce Newman. Royce looks heavier. He might not look the same. (laughs) I don't know if I can read this on the podcast. (laughs) He might not look the same, we'll say, coming out of the shower. (laughs) I'm going to leave it at that. As he did last year. I feel feel like his belly got a little bigger. But that might make him a better right guard. (laughs) This is so stupid. (laughs) Who says something like that? (laughs) oh yeah Royce yeah you got fat but you know you want your right guard to be fat so all right but you know just don't imagine him getting out of the shower or anything (laughs) I don't I don't know why you would say that uh uh here's a Aaron Rodgers on Sammy Watkins I was 100% on board with signing him I think it's important that you get guys who have a lot to play for, and I think Sammy has the opportunity to continue and travel down a new path in his career. I love the disposition. I really enjoy the person. How old is Sammy Watkins? He was drafted in 2014, I think. Uh, He is 28 years old, so, you know, got a few years left in him. You can have a career revival, no question. Going back to, uh, what did he say? Sammy Watkins. I had a quote. I think I scrolled way too far past it. Here it is. Um, oh, it's just too short. But uh, he was talking about his back's against the wall. He came to Green Bay to revive his career by showing that he can dominate when he's healthy. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see. Um, but he was talking about you know getting drafted number four overall in whatever draft that was, 2014, I think. Um, and he said that my career hasn't been what I projected it to be. So I'm just as disappointed as everybody else is. Uh, Amari Rogers lost a bunch of weight. Uh, well, a bunch of weight. He lost six pounds. Um, but he's saying he lost 4% body fat. So to me, that says he packed on a bunch of muscle. If you lost 4% of your body fat and it was only six pounds, doesn't that mean you packed on some muscle? I remember a really similar thing happened with Aaron Jones uh, before the 2019 season. He slimmed up a bunch, and that was when he really broke out and you know put up his monster numbers for the first time. I remember him talking about how he had to give up candy, something I should probably do as well. Uh, let's see, any other notes? Uh, Jordan Love looks terrible. Lofts a Jordan Love lofts a dead duck deep down the left sideline during two minute drill, but Juwan Winfrey makes a nice back shoulder grab with Alexander in coverage for a touchdown. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna not. Uh, Vernis Scott picks off Jordan Love. I, I need to just not read the Jordan Love highlights. Look, Aaron Rodgers doesn't look good in in preseason either. So so I I shouldn't uh, unfairly. Freak out about um, about love, but at this point it's just frustrating. Uh, let's see, I got some more notes here. Here's a fun one: the Bears were forced to cancel an OTA practice because they violated the off-season rules of the CBA with live contract during their May practices, which is prohibited. Um, I don't know if that's you know incompetence by a. Um, first-time head coach and a a young regime in there, or if this is just intentional and we're trying to push the boundaries. I don't know. Could go either way. Uh, The fact that they're doing live contact in May, I mean, seems a little foolish, but also, you know, maybe they're going to be a little bit better prepared than everybody else. Uh, They got their wrist slapped by the NFL, but all they had to do was just cancel one day of OTAs. I think you can live with that. So, it'll be interesting to see what the Bears do. I think they're going to really stink. Vikings might be something special. We'll see. Uh, Let's see. That's about it. About it for uh, what's going on that's interesting. Deshaun Watson has (laughs) more allegations against him. Two new women have come out. You're up to 66 women so far. That's wild. Well, 66 women who gave him massages over the course of, um, what, what was it? Five months or whatever. Wow. And these, uh, these new details that are coming out about the, how the Houston Texans were like enabling what he was doing and providing him with uh, special hotel rooms that he could host these masseuses in. And, and, you know, a lot of them weren't even masseuses. It was just like, uh, Instagram models that he's asking to come get massages and stuff. All I can say is that the Browns GM, Andrew Barry, is a moron. I can't believe that you would give him all that guaranteed money. The dude might sit out for the entire year, and you got to pay him $46 million bucks or whatever to do nothing, and you have no protection against that. And you give up three first-round picks. Guy's a ding-dong. It just breaks my heart that the the Browns were so good when he got hired in He has such a good thing on his hands with that team that, uh, uh, what was the name, John Dorsey built. And, you know, you look at just three years later, and he's kind of like driven it right into the ground. Uh, Just just crazy to me. But uh, here's another note about Keyshawn Nixon lining up in the slot. That's where I want to see him. That's where I want to see him. I think he's going to be really good there. Put him there. But, you know, you got to figure out what you're going to do with all the other guys. And, uh, you know, one, one question that I have raised is just, you know, I wonder what you could do with Rasul as the nickel. And, you know, I, I know he got some reps there, but as a nickel and kind of have him play a little bit more as like your uh, that, that third safety role on the field, it's a way to get him out there a Way to maybe help out with the lack of depth at safety, it just doesn't seem like the pack like the Packers are doing that. And Tariq Carpenter really seems like they actually are sticking him in with the linebackers right now. I'm not seeing anything about him, how he factors into the safety room. I just it's 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 like the Packers think they don't need a third safety, and I don't know, maybe they don't. Maybe maybe they're really going to just be so much more linebacker heavy this year they don't need to have a third guy in the rotation at safety. I I don't know. Could be. We'll see. Um, I'm, I'm int- intrigued to see what uh, Joe Barry does with his defense this year. Uh, I like the plans he's got going on there. Um, I did an episode a couple weeks ago, you should go check it out, where I was talking about what this Vic Fangio defense really looks like and what Joe Barry is going to want to do this year with all these different New personnel packages that he has available to him, yeah, I just get really excited about the potential there. So we'll we'll see what ends up shaking out. But that's going to do it for today. Uh, check me out on Twitter at JJ Leahy L A H E Y. Sending questions for the show. I worked through a, a big backlog of them, and we're we're uh, getting to a more manageable point where if you send in a question, it's going to get on the show sooner rather than later. Um but uh yep I'm gonna get out of here. you guys have a fantastic Friday um might hear from me um over the weekend yet again. We'll see. I know uh Clayton has an episode that's supposed to go up later on Friday uh, as well. We're gonna keep pumping out the Packers content over here on the Packernet podcast network the one and only latest greatest place for you to get all your Green Bay Packers needs. if you want to support me on Twitter on, uh, on patreon, uh, patreon.com slash jj lahey um appreciate the uh recent people have jumped on there as well uh greatly appreciated uh still trying to uh improve my recording equipment uh it'd be nice to get a better soundboard in here and um improve my ability to bring in um audio clips and stuff that, that'd be fantastic uh, really something i'm looking forward to doing all right you have a good one talk to you later bye-bye